You were born to create. A podcast moving artists from passion to profession and aspiring creatives to gain confidence, emotional well-being, and direction in life through the discovery of their creativity. With your host, Maria Richards, transformational art coach, artist, entrepreneur, and mentor. Presented to you by Art of You. Today I'm here with Andy. I um, know him from 14 years ago <laughs> from school. Um, yeah, he was my drama teacher. Um, always loved his humor, his wit and creativity. Obviously he has um, teach it, has been teaching the hundreds of uh, drama yeah. students, millions. Hundreds of years. <laughs> hundreds of years <laughs> of drama um, students. And he actor himself and um yeah i'm just really excited to have you here andy um perhaps you can give a little intro of yourself with your own words <laughs> that may of what uh, you're doing right I now i don't know i don't speak any english <laughs> i don't even know what i'm saying now <laughs> you're doing it well <laughs> um, yeah i oh, this is really difficult talking about yourself isn't it mm. um i started out as a stand-up comic about a century ago on what was then the alternative cabaret circuit. That was in order to get a union card to become an actor, but I ended up doing comedy for a while. And then I got an agent and I was also directing. Um, and then uh, that was great for a while. And then my acting career started to wane a bit. And the more it sort of went, the more kind of I used to screw up auditions and jobs because mm. I was always thinking, how do I get this right? How do I, what do I, like me, hope, mm. sort of hope and not really ever being me to such one point, one of the casting directors said, don't have him, he's on drugs, <laughs> which I wasn't. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I, I am drinking mint tea at the moment, so if that counts. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so while my, I was still directing a bit, and working at various drama schools as a director and things. And then um, this guy at where you were a student said, mm -hmm. could I come in and do something? And can I come in and do something else? And then something else and then something else. And then in the end, I sort of was spending all my time there. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I started getting working with people and getting into drama school which which is really difficult it's like oxford and cambridge is easy compared to uh getting into a drama school uh, mm. that's accredited so i worked hard on that and did i have to say quite well and then i've done it have i done any jokes yet no okay i'm working on it actually i do have one joke no it's not a joke actually it's because i've been trying to be creative and busy yeah you know, this lockdown thing and uh, so I started for my neighbours making um, protective masks, face masks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. and, and I, this one is this one is really they're so safe. This one is guaranteed safety because when you wear this, <laughs> nobody comes near you in the supermarket ever. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it looks very safe to me as well. <laughs> You've done a good job there, Andy. Yeah. Everybody yeah. switch off. 
Sounds like another profession so as well. You could do well. I wrote a book about how to get into drama school. And a big section of that book is also about mindset. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, uh, as an actor, you kind of, it's nerve wracking anyway, performing in, in, in most cases. But that's why people do it, because it, it releases adrenaline, which is a fight or the other word, drug. Yeah. Mm. And um, that's why people get like stage fright. And that's why people do acting, because that release. But again, especially when people are younger, I think, or, you know, because people are listening to you, they're staring at you, you have things to remember, things to forget, mm. uh, which is why uh, I'm going to babble now, but uh, try and put me back on course. <laughs> I, mean, I, I discovered surfing about eight years ago mm. for geriatrics. And um, so I remember sat out on, on the waves with the instructor and we were talking about it and he was sort of saying you have to forget everything you're trying to remember in the second that you want to do it mm. and I went wow that's wow. acting wow yeah so you have to forget that's about acting. everything that you're doing in but the moment a thousand things to remember and a thousand things to forget yeah in a millisecond mm. and if you do either of those <laughs> it might go wrong yeah and I remember um obviously I mean you were my drama teacher and you did help me uh, try to uh, you know get me into um some schools when I had the idea I wanted to become an actor but I I just was far too shy and what you're explaining right now I can so understand and I I actually have huge respect for people that that manage to do it and and act and and are be in the zone in front of people Because I find it completely... Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's an element of ego, but there's also an element of fear because you're being stared at. You, you are being stared at, you know, and heard. And you've got a massive responsibility to carry the story to the audience. And really all the audience give a doo-doo about is what happens next, not about how you're feeling or oh. if you're feeling something or if you're getting it right. They just want to know what happens next because... Stories are like in our DNA since cave people, you know, came back with a spear and a bear and told the story of the hunting of the bear. We join that story. We make pictures and we make images. Hence, we've got poetry, music. When you read a book, you see this world. Maybe somebody else reading it will see it slightly differently. Even when you watch a movie, you enter that world. And on stage, you enter that world. Everyone enters it slightly differently. But I guess on stage, it's a, well, no, because I used to be all right on stage, but when I got a part in a film or, or a TV thing, there'd be all these people, technical people around me going, there's a spot uh, you've got to hit. And I've got to get, what, how do I, what? <laughs> <laughs> so most of my mind would be going, get it right. right. And, yeah. and what it's about that connection to the world is if you're connected to your work, not your ego or your anxiety, but if you're connected to the work and you've had an interested journey with the work, you've tried it here, there, this way, that way, before you kind of even think about getting it right or being good at acting. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, so many people, even I used to do it when I got a job or if I was auditioning, I would get the speech or get the scenes and I go, right, okay, okay, come on. Let's get the job or let's be great at this. And then so you'd study this thing and read the, the and then write things down and then do all that Stanislavski shit about what the dog had for breakfast. Yeah. And, and 
And pretty soon you've got this sort of sculpture, this statue of the character. And you're like, yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. And then you sort of study it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, she feels a bit like that here. They feel a bit like that there. He's sounds. And you go, you've got it because you, it's really done in there. So you get up to do it. <laughs> and it's nothing like what was in your head. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you can't, feel, you can't hit it, mm. which makes you feel like you can't act a bit or a little bit depressed or like you want to cry. Mm. And then so when you it, go back to work mm. again, you just it's like picking up a lead weight because you don't want to expose yourself to the fact that you might not hit this again. You might not feel it. Mm. This. Yeah, there is construct. It's ether. Mm. It'll take yours out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I wish I had my head not on my head <laughs> or something yeah. like that for so many times. Yeah, because well, that's what we all do. I'm not just talking about actors. I think when when we at a life event or a job interview or we project so much shit ahead of ourselves mm. that it becomes very hard to connect to yourself in order to let other people connect to you as the person in the interview or the performer or the performance. Yeah. So that doesn't exist. That's just your ego. That's your panic. That's your, 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 your anxiety singing a song of hope that you learned when you learned the words. Yeah. A song of, please don't let me be bad. I hope they like me. I hope that woman there with the beard is, is really enjoying what I'm doing. I hope I get in, you know, or, or, but you've, so you've got a final product in your head before you've had any journey. Yeah. And you'll never hit that product because it doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's why you feel like you can't act. But, what really in your process and in your work and whatever creative thing you're involved in my thing is is let yourself be shit mm. because from shit you get fertilizer yeah and fertilizer makes things grow <laughs> yeah i love that and, and um can't be good yeah. unless you're not scared of that or getting it wrong yeah yeah but especially young people, they project up this hope of, if I don't get into drama school, I'll be that much of a person and a crap actor. No. And then they make them into the gods of Rada, Lambda, Little, Asda, you know? <laughs> and and you go in and you've got this tiny little thing and you can't be you because you're not really listening. You're just going, I hope they like me. I hope I get it right. Mm. So a lot of my work is sort of bringing people to sort of fail, yeah. Gloriously. Because, you know, a high jumper can't immediately jump. They're going to knock that bar over loads of times. Welders can't immediately weld or plumbers even. No. So you're learning a craft. And while you learn that craft, you're learning a lot about yourself. What we often do is fail to see that learning. And then we we put it as judgment. So we make a mistake and we go, you stupid, but you can't, you, you, you. What do you know? You can't act. You're crap at growing flowers. <laughs> you bake the worst donuts in the world. Yeah. It's but interesting because, yeah, you're so right. It's, <laughs> as soon as we observe ourselves or we're self-conscious or we're in our heads, we're, we're not connected to what we're doing and we, yeah, we're, everything sort of crumbles then, doesn't it? So that ego, how, um, where do you think this comes from? I mean, I've got my ideas for this. Uh, I think in me, it's a long story, but I think in most people, it's a similar place. It's it's we train ourselves to listen to the voice of darkness and doom 
and I think inside us live lots of ghosts of ourselves or voices or whatever. So what we do, say if you're painting or if you're uh, if you're sculpting. Oh no, that's not going to work, is it? Uh, no, forget that. Um, and if you're filming, it's even worse. Um, you kind of judge it as you go along. Now, in a way, you do need to judge it, but not demonise it. So what happens is, say, for instance, you've got you're doing you do you're in a scene or you're doing a speech or you're painting something. I don't know, whatever works. Yeah. For people. Um, you're kind of it's like being in a wind tunnel if it's live, because you've got so many things to remember and forget at the same time. Then you've got the consciousness of learning all the lines or your technique or whatever, and then forgetting the lines. And so stuff starts flying at you like this and you're kind of doing your speech. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, uh, I wasn't really connected to that. Like that. that right that wasn't very good and then and then you kind of go oh there goes another one oh, oh, uh, uh, i can't I'm, I'm really failing now it's everything's shit everything i'm doing is rubbish and then all of a sudden something comes up and goes you're not really getting this right are you oh look you're not connected at all oh look there goes another line Oh, and that breaks up even worse, doesn't it? <laughs> is that because you're listening to me? Uh, yeah, it is, actually. You look really stupid with your hand like that. <laughs> How are you going to get that down without anybody noticing? <laughs> yeah. And that is the worst part of you. That is your demon. Mm. That is your judge. She has the meanest, smallest part of you. But she also, he also has the loudest, sexiest voice. So we listen. And so while we're talking to that demon and what I was saying before, it's about how you connect to your work or how you allow your work to connect to you or the words if you're an actor. Um, while that bitch is talking to you, <laughs> we can't really connect to you because most of your mind is caught here. Yeah with judgment and demonizing and so that's all we can see or connect with connection 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 but if you can sort of banish that thing a bit more or learn how to get rid of it or deal with it mm. there's always going to be some <laughs> in everybody yeah nobody's ever satisfied with what they do with being you know being an actor or being an artist was it Martha Graham said that no artist is ever truly content with what they do. They're never happy with it, mm. which I think is crazy, but uh, good as well. And a, 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 a dear friend of mine now who I sort of coached for a while, uh, Vanessa Kirby, was making a film with the late, great John Hurt, a British actor. And they were sitting waiting to go on set. And she said, John, what's your biggest fear? And he said, my biggest fear? Why? Being found out. <laughs> right that's um, going through life uh, trying to hide that that yeah, part. we've all got it you know you sort of have to sometimes embrace it mm. because then you can be connected to and you can connect more yeah. and so in order to do that you have to do the bigger thing a more generous thing which is to reach inside yourself I don't know why I'm doing that to you but <laughs> pull out unless you did to me and pull out something that's quite hard yeah to and it's like a ghost, it's thin, it's like a wraith. And that's your friend. And your friend 
can barely stand up because she's had no nourishment from you for a long time. Okay. He is going to monitor what you do. And so if you don't like something or you get something wrong or, or you've screwed something up, nearly said the effort then, uh, uh, she will, she's strict. She won't let you get away with anything and it will sting. It hurts. You'll go, fix it, bitch. And you'll go, ow. <laughs> also goes, and move on. Mm. So if you're in an audition and you start getting it wrong, you can fix it. But we go, oh, this isn't going very well. I suppose I better fail for the whole rest of the two minutes. Right. Mm. Never give in. Never give in. Fix it. Fix it. Move on. Or mm. if you're working on your own, go back and go, okay, when I get through this, I'm just going to address that moment that I didn't like. Mm. So it's a brilliant thing because you get to admit that you're screwing something up or that you're not feeling it or not getting it. It's great because then you know why well you can do something about it but if you're listening to that demon who's just going you'll never be a performer you can't act you can't paint Mm. so the only thing to do with him is to either tell it to shut off f off and i'll talk to you later when i'm finished (laughs) or keep something like an imaginary toy gun and then when she pops up just shoot it visualization They'll keep popping back up like cheap, shabby, tinned up sort of crap seaside funfair. But the more you shoot them, the more they stay down. Right. I guess what you're saying is so first allow yourself to, to fail. And then second of all, like when uh, your demon comes up and talks you down and you, and then you not to give in and, and to sort of like, see, okay, I may have done something that I don't like, but move on. Um, yeah. Otherwise it pulls you down further into a a hole that you cannot get out of, right? Or so yeah, you call it a pause in the theatre. <laughs> a pause. <laughs> um, so that really helps because work is work. And if you're looking at your work interestedly, exploratively, if that's a word, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> experimentally with a journey towards what you think you might want or not even knowing what you want, or just finding a different way of getting there, which isn't going to slash and smash you with, is this any good? I don't know if this is any good. I hope this gets me into drama school. I I hope I get the job. I hope I'm going to be good. I hope they like me. Yeah. Which, of course, we all want to be liked. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hope does sweet F.A. Action is everything. Wondering screws your focus. Comparison, forget it. Because you're you, you can only bring you. And if you're looking after yourself, and it's not like a big meditation thing or anything, but if you're more interested in the art than you are in you, perhaps then things become possible. Mm. So the job of an artist is to be generous to the audience or to the onlooker or to the hearer. Mm. Because you're giving your your focus, your connection, your concentration, your commitment, the journey you've had. And if it has been open and experimental, it could go anywhere rather than being locked onto this railroad of hope, singing your sad song of I hope I'm good enough to get where I'm. Right, yeah. So then if somebody asks you to do something slightly different, you can't because you're welded to it. But if you go the other way and you've had big journeys and you've been curious, you can do it anyway because you've probably been there while you were throwing that idea away. Mm. Yeah. Journey, process. And so this thing about generosity. Generosity takes a lot of – because you're giving your connection. 
You're giving your ideas, you're giving your creativity, you're giving your energy, your focus, if it's live. And you're dealing with your fear and and your nerves or whatever. It's actually amazing because like if you're an actor and you're doing all of this, I think you're going through quite um, quite a fast sort of spiritual development process, yeah. um, right? Um, also, you're being invaded by the ideas, the needs, the wants, the words. Mm. Every word is an idea. Teacup, yeah. handle, yeah. melting. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, um, you know, curious about how did, the relationship with the creativity start for you and what's made what's changed it from I mean I guess what you're sharing here as well is one what you're seeing in in in, in people but also perhaps what you've gone through yourself and experienced with yourself or I mean you know when I finally I never said I failed as an actor but when I finally had to sort of you know read the letter from my agent saying we know you're really good but we just can't find anyone to who wants to see you anymore you know, luckily by then I was sort of, you know, teaching a lot anyway as a sort of, uh, but, I just, you know, I'm, it's been great. I've been to lots of drama schools to direct or do, you know, workshops or talks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I uh, I took loads of stuff up to Edinburgh in the old days, mm-hmm. too much stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is always great because you're right in the middle of a vortex of, creativity even just people walking down the street giving you leaflets yeah i used to i used to go up to people uh, and just go come on baby like my flyer <laughs> i love that uh, if, if there's a couple as soon as i said come on baby the husband would look at me going what and then they would <laughs> joke. you do have a very witty way of speaking and engaging people with uh yeah with your words and um and and your energy i think i got words off my dad he would always muck words up really you know yeah um fun but yeah so i think that journey of demons is i guess i have been listening to them but i listen less Mm. i got another acting job it would all come flying back who knows but maybe it wouldn't (laughs) maybe i'd just be really free like i've always wanted to be you know yeah Uh, and basically everything I kind of coach people with about, you know, acting and mindset is everything I screwed up as an actor and an auditionee and whatever, because there's too much, too much anxiety about failing or not getting it right or not getting the job, you know. And that's what everyone who tries for drama school does, because it's like I tell them now we start now. And this is not about getting into drama school. This is about you having a creative open artist's journey and then going there with the ability you haven't gone there you haven't compared yourself to everyone in the waiting area you have well it's all online now but you're not being terrorized by the gods of wherever you know you haven't dwindled yourself into a little puppy going like me (laughs) but you're being you a little bit nervous we get that but connected and connectable yeah you're talking to and also to the work that you're doing and, and the thoughts and the needs and the deeds and the idea, every word is an idea, of your character. Because, you know, you you can't be that character because you're you, but you can let that invade and stain and affect and change you. Mm. The ideas, the words, mm. the needs. Uh, uh, and then it's organic. If you watch somebody, you know, as an actor now, I'm not sure about 
art or whatever, but probably as a performer and a singer and a musician. If you watch somebody sometimes and you can see them doing stuff and they're doing things and they're hoping that they feel it and you feel it, I don't want to see a human being. I want to see a human being on stage. I don't want to see a human doing on stage. Mm. Yeah. It's trust, faith and belief. Trust in the journey you've had, the work you've done, faith in your ideas, belief in the words, trust in the story, faith in you. Yeah. And that sounds easy to say. It's quite difficult. But that's why when I was talking about being generous earlier, the job of the, mm. the artist is to be generous it starts in a very weird place for me because mm. you have to be generous to yourself first. Mm. Yeah. And then people normally go, what? Me? Be generous to me? No. No, that's that's selfish. I can't possibly... Uh, selfish? And I'm, I'm not saying being selfish. I'm just saying get in touch with your, you know, um, your 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 friend, your, your monitor, not the demons. So... People always go, no, I can't be selfish because, because wait a minute, that's why I'm always doing things I didn't want to do and going places I didn't want to go because I couldn't say no. Mm. And that's why I get slightly irritated with them when they don't seem generous enough. And then I get even more irritated with myself for being small enough to get angry with them for not saying thanks <laughs> for my time. <laughs> yeah. Too fast. Really. Well, no, I mean, you, you've got um, a speedy energy, but no, I'm following. <laughs> and of course, like, you, you know, you've been you've been teaching lots of students over the years and um, you're still there at Herbert House. Um, obviously, that's that's somehow as well, like meant to be how you ended up there, I think. Right. Because it's like also one of the most creative schools. Yeah, and that's because of the creativity that that, that that we started the whole drama thing out with. You know, yeah. we had no barriers, we had no no expectations. I think that's always been there, though. I mean, I, I, no, that's not true because I used to play football when I was younger and cricket a lot. Mm -hmm. Then I became crap at that. But I, all of a sudden, I kind of I left school, and my mum and dad had a pub and a restaurant, which I worked in since I'm 12 which is why I've just made a fantastic misaka everybody yeah. <laughs> which I'm going to share with the with an old lady who lives up the road because she uh, yeah. she's about 80 but she gets mm. very excited about getting deliveries oh that's so nice um so yeah completely yeah so I uh, so people I guess I'm used to because you're dealing with people you know I've worked behind a bar since I was about 15 so you're always dealing with all sorts of people and um I think it's about people as much as anything else. Whatever you think about yourself, there's still a joyful interface to have because unless you show them, they can't read you. So if, unless you're one of those people like that, all the kids, young people do it now, you're talking to them and they're going, yeah, and, and they're just playing with their fingers and their hands like this. And they even do it sometimes when they're acting. So that's all you're looking at, this kind of little dance of, Yeah, know, they don't do it up there. Obviously, they kind of lower down. But if I did that, you wouldn't be able to see. Oh no, maybe you know. But you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> uh, mm. So yeah, you have to be generous to yourself. Trust, faith, belief. Yeah. And it's but it, 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 and it's not selfish. It's a small generosity, yeah. but a hard one to find. But you know, it's about the work, isn't it? Why are you doing? Oh, yeah. Why are you doing it? Otherwise, you know, I quite often say to people when they get really nervous or especially in the last couple of years in this 
thing that we're going through that mm. it, it doubles it a bit and people are getting really anxious and having attacks and things and i say to them something like do you do you, do you, do you ski or something and they go yeah i said do you love it yeah i see do you go through this when you go skiing no. whoa so why are you looking yourself out now because it's, this is something you want to do. You want to put yourself through this ordeal. You want to be live in front of people. You want to do this. You want to do that. And yet you're killing yourself at the same time. You're beating yourself. And this is apparently something you enjoy. And I had it uh, two, three days ago with um, a person online. And she's really good, but just gets these little clouds come over. And I said, what do you like doing? And she went, baking. Okay. Do you screw yourself up while you're baking? No. No, you don't. I make mistakes sometimes, she said. I said, okay, so look at look at art or acting as baking. If a cake doesn't come out quite the way you wanted it, it's probably because you need to adjust the sugar or the egg or you let it in. If a cake was burning, would you leave it in the oven? No. Mm. If it's undercooked, would you put it back? Yes. Yeah. I love the comparisons here with... Um yeah, what you're making, whether that's skin. Yeah, and, she loves it. and also people love her baking because mm. they come and knock on her door and she sells it to them from her door. Yeah. yeah. It's keeping yeah. her going, just yeah. like acting. Acting and baking. That's my new book, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> acting and baking. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm going to try and write another one, but weirdly, I'm too anxious. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is just the whole effort of doing it, you know. Um, but I'm going to put a lot more of what we've been talking about here into it just yeah. the, the anxiety and how to make your journey less anxious less stressed and to mm -hmm. somehow let yourself enjoy what you're doing and be curious about mistakes or things that you don't connect with or that don't turn you on sounds like an amazing book that i would read <laughs> if you wrote it it's just in there at the moment and yeah just to sit down and write it and with this lockdown coming i'm never going to have time <laughs> Um, fixing things yeah and I'm, I'm aware we're coming to an end now as well I would love to continue speaking with you, oh, we can um, do it if you want. Uh, <laughs> sorry we can do another one if you want something yeah of course I would love that I would love that um, I just want to um, ask you actually one question that just came up for me as you were speaking about um, the the teens that you're working with right now do you have you noticed uh, like an increase of anxiety like over the years from yeah, maybe it's part of being a teenager and the world is sort of condensing. But God, I don't want to sound crass, but I sometimes find myself wondering if this also legitimizes them wandering around being anxious and right. getting into a stress and a strain and putting things off and whatever, mm -hmm. which I've just told confessed to with my book. Mm -hmm. But um I wonder sometimes, you know, or if it's part of a just a new thing. But if even if it's part of a new thing, it's still what's happening. So it doesn't undermine it. But I think so. But people always get stressed about auditioning for drama school because it's you, your presence, your energy, your ideas, your form, your... Right, yeah, completely vulnerable. <laughs> to offer those up to somebody... Mm. and then to go no thanks yeah it's like scary in your teens especially yeah. but i just tried to tell everybody to look if you, this is just treat this then as a as a 
as a warm up for next year. Yeah. You know, and it is hard. You know, but in most arts, especially acting, I guess rejection is implicit within your within your career, within your profession. So you have to sort of work with it. I think when you're young, probably it's a you can you can't afford to be that philosophical about it. But you know, it it, it sort of I always say to them, this isn't you. This is just what you want to do. And if you don't get it, it won't make you a worse person, a smaller person, a lesser actor. Hopefully you can sort of pick up what you need to work on and go for it. And people who've tried, like, who are on their second or third attempt, I'll say, look, just because this is your second attempt, don't double the deal. And they go, what? Yes, don't make it twice as important that you get into drama school. Don't have to be twice as good at acting. And if you don't get in, you won't be twice as crap a person and twice the failure. It's yeah. just something we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, it's, that, that's really, really important, actually, like, because I can so relate to that, I guess, like the, the pressure just builds and then you're like, oh, no, it's even more important, but then you're even more in your head and you're even more in, you know, listening to your, your demon, as you mentioned. Well, the you know, it's quite, it's, you know, I'm sitting from the uh, hypocritical seat of the teacher now because I don't necessarily have to apply all of that. <laughs> I don't have to go through all of that, you know. But uh, I guess we, I do do it. I do judge. I do find the negative voice, but I, I find it a very positive experience telling people there's a positive voice as well yeah yeah no that's beautiful so um i'm curious what are your plans or what sh you know anyone who's listening right now where can they find you you've got your book the excellent audition guide and is there anything else that you you know you have uh, to share yeah. or in terms I'm, of plans? I'm doing a couple of things for a couple of online for a couple of drama magazines mm. um, But I haven't really, that's the other thing, you know, I'm telling everybody to get up and do stuff and go there. And actually, I keep thinking every year, I really should make some podcasts or I really should um, do get a website. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one, but I can't remember the password to it. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm going to definitely, I have to update my book anyway, because everything is self-tapes mm -hmm. now. So, and people, they, they, they do. That you know, how do I get this right? What do I do? Do believe? So there is another set of techniques now. But uh, yeah, awesome. yeah, no, that's that's really cool. That's uh, I mean, you know, anyone who hasn't read it, and if you're an actor and you you you're looking to have an audition, um, you know, that that book is something. Oh, 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 this book. Oh, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> well, if, if yeah, you've obviously uh, written more, but that's the one I I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the only one. <laughs> There's a lot um, of Shakespeare up there, but I would probably be pushing uh, too much to claim for that. Uh, well, um, thank you so much, Andy, for doing this today. I think that's that's been great. There's so much wisdom in this, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. <laughs> um, any sort of final words that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, yeah, it's all good, nothing bad. Mm, beautiful so thank you and uh yeah thank you everyone for listening and yeah, thank you yeah babbling yeah. babbling babbling, <laughs> babbling. <laughs>
<laughs> I look forward to another time with you on this podcast, Andy. All right. Bye, everybody. You were born to create a podcast moving artists from passion to profession and aspiring creatives to gain confidence, emotional well-being, and direction in life through the discovery of their creativity. With your host, Maria Richards, transformational art coach, artist, entrepreneur, and mentor. Presented to you by Art of You. 